Welcome to Six Again, your go-to rugby league podcast with hosts Adam Hoy and Jared Mooton. Let's kick off. Hello and welcome into the Six Again podcast. Uh, we are going to be bringing you the round three preview for the 2022 NRL season, as well as the round five preview for the NRLW season ahead of finals. And we'll also be talking about celebrating multicultural round, which is of huge significance in this wonderful game of ours. Uh, my name's Adam. I'm one of your hosts. Yeah, I'm Jared. Um, I had a great start. And we, this is the second recording we did. It's just ruined now. I was, I was hilarious, as I usually am. Oh, 100%. Jared's here for comic relief and nothing much else, of course. Um, Talking about multicultural round, there are a number of stories we'll get into, but I think we'll start with a bit of a happy one. That's kind of like third time round for this, so hopefully it really pulls through. But the New Zealand Warriors have confirmed their first home game of the season will be round 16 against the West Tigers at Mount Smart Stadium. It was meant to be round 15, um, but it's been pushed back a week. So that will be the 3rd of July with following games that come against the Melbourne Storm in round 20, Canterbury Bulldogs in round 22, and Titans to close out the season. Hopefully, crossing all fingers, crossing everything, that it finally goes ahead this look, time and the Warriors players can get back home for the first time since 2019. Yeah, look, this is, as Adam said, the third, fourth, seventh time that we said they're going to go home with this COVID stuff. But it's fantastic for them, and I really hope that... The Tigers, actually, I feel sorry for the Tigers because they haven't been home in three, two, two and a half years. Tigers have got a lot going on right now, and they're going to have to face the Warriors the first time in what in New Zealand for the for, for three years. Fuck that. Yeah, and who knows where the Tigers are going to be at at that stage? Yeah. Where they're at after two. Oh, even, if, even if they are going back to Dunham Manly and just like bounce back completely and started winning every game like Manly did last year. I would not want to face the Warriors that weekend with the amount of people that will be there, with the amount of, I don't know, occasion. Yeah, occasion, occasion, sense of occasion. Yeah, sense of occasion there will be. It would just be the worst place to be as an opposing team. Those <laughs> poor bastards. Uh, 100%. But for the New Zealand players and the Tigers team, even though they don't play for the Warriors, I think they're going to get a real kick out of it as well. Don't well, yawn, man. Everyone will get a kick Because we've been trying for 40 minutes we're out to try and get this thing happening. We've got we to hold it together, buddy. Um, so everyone, everyone will get a kick out of it. We're, like, we'll get a kick out. We won't even be there. But the the Warriors are going to get kicked out. Uh, the Tigers going to get kicked out. <laughs> See Ooh, what I did there? Cool there. Ooh. there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's my that big call day. of the year. There we go. So... Let's move on to... Ass kick multi- sounds better too. Yeah, true. Let's move on to multicultural rounds. So there's an interesting article by Brad Walter on NRL.com with regards to the players in the NRL represent 40 countries around the world from either where they were born, where their parents were born, or where their grandparents were born. So if you look at three generations there... 40 countries around the world are represented within the NRL, which is a massive number. And it's even more important this year with the Rugby World Cup at the end of the year and the Tier 2 nations that are competing, 
the amount of players in the NRL that can still play in the World Cup if they are not selected for Australia. They can then play for a Tier 2 nation. And like the, the more well-known countries, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, uh, Lebanon, Italy, are all there. But check out some of these countries here where NRL players have heritage. Zimbabwe, Ukraine, uh, Philippines, Singapore, Chile, Denmark, Gambia, Japan, Norway, uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina. I know that's a Trebojevic. Uh, sorry, no, they're Serbia. She's almost got that. Sean Johnson's mother is from Laos. Payne Haas's father was born in Switzerland. Uh, Dom Young's grandparents are Jamaican. And Toby, Ward, Toby Rudolph, Scott Drinkwater, Brent Naden, Aaron Penne all boast German heritage. And like I said just before, Tom, Jake and Ben Trebojevic all represent Serbia, along with Tom Opacek and Nick Kotrick. So that's... Um, I didn't, I didn't even know that about the Trebojevic's. I never actually looked in or researched uh, the heritage of their name, but there you go, from Serbia. And they're not all crazy like um, Djokovic. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, it's going to be a great weekend. And I had a really good day at, at uh, I can't remember where it was, but um, they, a lot of um, players, women's players involved as well, um, got together, at, I think it was in um, Redcliffe, to be honest. I, I have a feeling, I'm not 100% sure, but they all got together, celebrated the multicultural um, atmosphere there is in the NRL and wider community, rugby league. And, you know, the, it's, it's this isn't an Australian sport. It's English and every country in the world who wants to be involved, that's the idea of rugby league yeah. to for everyone to have a crack when they need to. So, and who wants to play can play. So it's an awesome event and should be celebrated a bit more, I believe. Yeah. So I'd definitely jump on your club website and see uh, if there's some stories from your players. Like the, there's two, the two main stories I've included in the article are that of Kevin Nagama and growing up and him watching Petro Sivanasiva play and represent uh, Fijian heritage. And then you look at the Fijian players that we've had in recent years in the NRL and the Fijian side that they'd be able to put together, it'd be a pretty decent side. It'd be really exciting to watch. And obviously the Trebojevic as well, we just mentioned, they talk about at Christmas time, they have a Serbian Christmas to represent their dad's heritage. And they have barbecue and cabbage rolls that are pronounced Sama. Look, and, I, I uh, respect cultures, but Jesus Christ, I couldn't eat that. Yeah, it's, uh, what would um, Ben say? Yeah, they were yum as. Um, yeah. All right. So if you're looking at um, if you're interested about your players' histories, heritage, families, I'd jump on your club's website this week, see if there's information out there. I'm sure there is. Uh, they've written up a possible Fiji side here and it'd be damn exciting. I'm not sure who's going to lead them around the park, but uh, there's not the strongest halves pairing there when you've got Nagama as 5'8". But, oh, Jesus. Is it Wes? Uh, no, it's Kevin. So... <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this round and hopefully the clubs, especially the home clubs, put on a, a bit of a show, whether it's um, warm-up jerseys or um, design or marketing around the stadium. Really looking forward to seeing what what comes up, basically. Um, let's jump into, outside oh, sorry, of that, there's sorry. not a whole bunch of injury on except, for, uh, not, there's not a whole bunch of news on. Yeah, I think I there think is some on. news we're missing, though. 
Oh, God. Like, so, some major news that I, I feel needs to be talked about. You're not going on the boxing turf war, are you? No, no way. That's a waste of time. Okay. Absolute waste of time, that is. Um, the news, I've got two separate ones. Newcastle are on top oh. of the ladder. But on a serious Sorry. note, one of the best Australian athletes there, as far as I'm Oh, concerned, yeah, that's what we been, should have started with. Has retired today. Ash Barty, 25 years old, announced her retirement over Instagram. Typical Ash Barty fashion. She's the world number one player, won the Australian Open recently, and did it in the most relaxed way possible because that's what she's been like her entire career. When so, Australian Open? No, 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 no. So today's yeah, announcement was just so unlike, like, you know, everyone loves Sam Fridays where he got in the old person suit and he had a laugh and he got down to earth with everybody. This was Ash Barty having a chat with someone. She announced their retirement to move on. There's a million, million theories. We're not going to get into them, but I love Ash Barty. I reckon she's a perfect example of what Australian athletes should be in any sport, very unassuming, no ego, just plays the game really well and does not get flustered on the court. And I'm sad to see her retire, but really looking forward to what her next step is and what she decides to do with her life on a private. I'm not, I don't want to see what, whatever she wants to do in her life. um, She's got the right to choose. She could literally do nothing for the rest of her life if she wanted to. She's set for life. Yeah, Remember the first time she stepped away from tennis? She's like, I'll give cricket a go and just casually went out and played in the BBL. Yeah. Uh, right. So she, She's an athlete. And she and I just love that she's so unassuming and the most successful tennis player for the last, what, 20 years? Yeah, for Australian, definitely. Yeah. Like, what, what I loved the most about, apart from her personality and the pride that she had for her heritage and that she showcases that was how she actually played tennis and how she won games it's she's a very much an old school player and they're the ones that i most enjoy watching she has finesse she has creativity she has skill she doesn't just go out there and belt the ball harder than anyone else can because that's like 90 percent of the tour that's why it's mostly my opinion pretty boring compared to what it used to but there's a reason why my favorite player is of all time is federer because he was just his racket was like a magic wand and what he could do with the ball was unlike anyone else could do on tour. And Ash Barty was another throwback like that. Reminded me of Martina Hingis, how she played and just beautiful timing, finesse, angles, the real skills of the game. And Yeah, there's nothing. I need better nothing... to come back from injury now, otherwise there's nothing in terms well, for me to watch. Yeah, there's nothing negative to say about Barty. There's no criticism no. of the poor of the girl. She's just she's a go down as a great, and she's retired at 25. Like, yeah, and we can amazing. replace Margaret Court with Ash Barty Arena. Doesn't Arena? There we go. Um, done. Barty Arena. Pa- <gasps> Barty Party Arena. Barty Party. <laughs> something. Anything yeah, better than Margaret Court. Yeah. Australian athletes take oh athletes around the world take note of how this girl handled herself. See that's I was thinking about it all day. That's what we're going to lead with, and the follow up story from that is for the first time since 2019, Ferrari won two in Formula One. First gate, first race of the season. It was just perfect, except for Ricardo and McLaren. Absolutely suck. 
and they came what something like last I like or fourth. My, I, I like my Mitsubishi motor. It's Ferrari, man. Ferrari's doing well. Formula One's doing well. Put it that way. One, two. It was bloody brilliant. All right. Oh, sorry. What else? You do? Oh, yeah. Sorry. News. 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 So, so in the last couple of days, there's been a few new signings that we haven't picked up on. I don't think many people have picked up on. Um, but it's causing co- a, a lot of controversy where members are actually handing in their membership to the club because these people were signed. Exciting. Yeah. So Curtis Scott and Blake Ferguson have signed for the Fermier Roosters um, in New South Wales. Really? Eight of the old boys have actually handed in their membership because they don't like that Curtis Scott and Blake Ferguson have signed. Damn straight. Up the the old boys. Yeah, and this this quote interests me. You'll like this one. Curtis needs to spend two or three more years working like the rest of us, then he might come back and appreciate being paid 500 grand a year. There are a few guys at the club that love him. Apparently, he's popular after training at the pub. Ah! <laughs> the old boy who ripped in. <laughs> um, so, the old boys, so what, what if, if no one's really been around a footy club, old boys is a great, great um, thing to have around the club because they've got a lot of membership drives. They're usually the first ones in the gate. Um, they raise money for the club that goes directly into it. Eight of these blokes are pulled to pin, which is a substantial amount of what the club... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so raffles and all that kind of stuff. So the first one's in line, essentially. Uh, but the boys are getting paid $2,000 uh, $2, a week to play for this team. Whoa. And their first game is this weekend. Um, he's going to play Picton, who has Tony Williams... Adam's favourite old player playing for him. So, look, keep an eye on that one. Um, it's causing a few... a year contract. It's, it's rough, ruffling a few feathers down down in Thirlmere, pretty hot spot of rugby league in the, in the world. And, um, yeah, keep an, eye on the, keep an eye on the old boys because by the sounds of it, they don't give a shit what they say to the media. <laughs> I'd love to see, like, I would definitely wouldn't matter to, like, chase down Scott and uh, Ferguson, but I'd also put money down that Scott... North Ferguson would be able to tackle one of them either. Oh, if, it was, well, if they were running back the other way. You know what? They're all probably better passers than them as well. Now we take that. But they won't better crush a cruiser like uh, Fergie can. Yeah. Um, look, if the Fairmere old boys came up against them, you know, having a few down at the pub, the Fairmere old boys would be the one standing. Oh, 100%. 100%. Can't wait to get um, media release from those boys on a Monday, bad Monday. <laughs> Um, on other signing news, uh, Big Red down in Canberra, Corey Horsburgh has signed a new two-year deal with the option uh, with the option for a third year uh, down in the nation's capital. I, I, he's I, been there since 2019, and it, it's he's basically said that Raiders gave me the opportunity uh, for me to come down here and play because he's a Queenslander. He's really happy to have re-signed. And loves playing in the green jersey. So I really good like it this. Yeah, because I like it from both points. Well, a couple of years ago, he was pushing Queen. I think he did play for Queensland. He's pushing Queensland at least. Pushing. And then last year, Ricky Stewart, even though Canberra was struggling, was not a fan of how he was playing and what he was doing and pushing down reserve grade. But then Canberra 
went to him like, you're not playing well enough, all this kind of stuff. And they loaned him out to Bulldogs for the mm. end of last year. Him, um, Ryan James. Ryan James. We went to, and we're like, oh, that's not a bad signing for the Bulldogs. But Cam, he couldn't crack the Canberra 17. So clearly this bloke, at the end of his contract this year, had a hard, a very hard preseason. Now he's fought his way back into Ricky Stewart's team. And they've gifted him a re-signing. So it's a really good story in the fact that he got dropped, sent to another club, but he didn't throw his lollies out, didn't throw his toys out of the cot. He went back and played harder and got back into the 17 and got a new three-year contract. And it looks like it's upgraded. So great. That's a great story. I like it. 100%. Um, another one here, and we, we kept this one for seconds. There's a second story around it. But Gold Coast have signed Jermaine Asako for the remainder of the 2022 season before he links up with the Dolphins next year. Now, he was heavily linked with Parramatta Eels, who need to pick up some depth in their outside backs. However, he said no to them because he didn't want to uproot his family out of Queensland for less than a year just to bring him back again. And he knows that he's been accepted at the Titans as a backup option in the outside backs as he was playing at Broncos. Now, it's a tiny bit of business from the Broncos because what this allows them to do in the NRL rules with regards to the salary cap um, you have to spend up to 95% of the salary cap. You don't have to spend 100 of it. And by moving a psycho off the books, it's opened up roughly 5% of their salary cap. Now, what that means is, and because, sorry, I should also stipulate, because it's after round one and Asako was in their top 30 going into round one, they don't need to replace him in their squad of 30. So they can run with 29 players for the rest of the year, not spend that money and save it for next year's salary cap. So they'll have 105% of the cap as opposed to 100 with regards to handing out contracts. And that's going to be important because they've got Selwyn Cobbo and Herbie Farnworth who will be needing contracts. And um, we know that Herbie Farnworth's been chased by a number of clubs at the moment and he's going to be demanding an upgrade. So... It's a tiny bit of business here by the Broncos letting go of a depth player. Um, it, it is a risk, obviously, giving him to a rival club, especially one as close to them as the Titans, um, and basically keeping him fit before he goes to another club. But it's giving them some slight financial wiggle room that we know they are going to need. I'm not a fan of it. I still figured he's, he's their best fullback, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, I... I, I I don't see what he's done wrong with the Bulldogs. Like, obviously, we're not around, but I, uh, sorry, Broncos. Obviously, we're not around, but I, I, I think he's the best fullback they've got. They've gone away, and the thing is, he's going to be played for Tweed, as Adam said. He's not in the best back five for Gold Coast. No. Um, because, you know. According to the Gold Coast. Well, Campbell's got fullback. I, I, look, I'm not the biggest fan of. Um, Corey Thompson. He hasn't um, been playing anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think there's an argument to put Osaka on the wing, um, especially considering Gold Coast don't have the best goal kicking and he's a pretty good sharpshooter. Um, yeah, but, no fogged anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I think who's, Brimson's kicking now, isn't he? Uh, I, I would put him as a 60 to 65% kicker. 
Um, and someone can quote me on that, or I'm not. But I put Osako as a better kicker than Brimson. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and they also said, like, even if Jaden Campbell got an injury, some reports said that Brimson would be the next choice at fullback. I don't really tend to believe that. I think Osako would probably just slot straight in next year. I want to disrupt two positions if yeah, one goes down. Considering this is Brimson's first full, full year at six in yeah. the NRL, I don't think he's going to get pulled out. But you know what? J- Justin Holbrook, he's the coach we respect on this podcast because he does what he wants. When he wants it, without any pressure from outside, he's good. Yeah. Um, we're going to keep going with signings. So today was D-Day for the Melbourne Storm trio with regards to picking up new deals. That's Harry Grant, Jerome Hughes and Cam Munster. So while nothing is official yet, it looks as though Hughes and Grant are over the line at Melbourne. With Melbourne outlaying between 2.6 and 2.7 mil per year to keep the three of them. So it's a, basically a third of the salary cap between the three. Um, this is looking around about a million for Grant, about 900,000 for Hughes. Both of them obviously massive upgrades. And if you put the, the two together there, uh, if you look at them on the high end, they're taking up 1.9. And that leaves, what, 800 left for Munster. So supposedly he's still a little way off. And this is all hinging around knowing what Craig Bellamy is going to be doing next year and whether he'll be staying on as coach. So there could be information behind closed doors that obviously they don't need to make known to the public. But, man, I'd love to be a fly on the wall right now with these discussions going on. Yeah, I... I agree with the signings of Hughes and Grant. Um, I know a lot of people probably won't agree with this, but I think Munster's on the bottom of their list to sign. He is the oldest. No, it's not even that. Isn't he? Like, yeah, he, he'd be the oldest. Grant's still... He's I know Grant's 20. not. I just like how old Hughes, Hughes is. Hughes would be under 25 easily. Um, mm. Look, Munster's a great player when they're on top. He's not a player you want to bring in when you've got a better team, like a significant, like when he's losing. You don't, you, you don't he's want He's 27. Him. I didn't think he was that young. Hughes. Jerome Hughes. Mm. Yeah, right. Okay. He's been around for a while. He just wasn't. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Munster's, just because of his off-field, his on-field, you know, he, you know he's, kicked a few, he's kicked a few people. Let's put it that way. Um. When, he, when, he, when, he's lo- when he's losing, he kicks. He kicks people. It, it's happened like four times. Once in origin, I'm pretty sure. So Your argument's based around him kicking people. No. No, my argument's on the fact that what kicking people signifies. Signifies that he, he doesn't handle shit going, shit going wrong. Like that, that, okay. that was a horrible sign. And I, don't, and I, I think that... Hughes and Grant will be better to lead the club in the future, and especially when there's adversity around. Like if Munster yeah, was, a, if Munster was a leader in that salary cap thing, we Melbourne would still be recovering. Let's put it that way. I don't think Melbourne's going to have enough talent to continue winning if they lose any one of these three. We've been saying that for twenty years. Yeah, but none of these three are as good as the players that they've lost in the past. Like the big players, the yeah, exactly. So we we all thought as soon as Smith, Cronk, and Slater went, see you later, gone. We all thought when Cronk yeah, but... went, 
see you later gone. I think they've won two pre- a premiership since and been in three grand finals. Like, every single time someone goes, Melbourne are done because of this person, that person, and the other person. Like, we, I'm pretty True, sure we all said it when... Also... I'm pretty sure we all said it when Inglis and Falau left. No, I didn't say that then. Oh, well, they... reality of it is... They get the three everyone... best then. Every time, every year comes around, they're like, oh, no, nah, they can't do it. They don't have the experience they used to do. Oh, you know, this bloke's not there. And then they're still on top that year. Yeah, but like they've last... never had a mass exodus like they've had. They'll, oh, they're going to have at the end of this salary year. Salary cap scandal? They lost eight? Yeah, but the eight players that they left Greg... was to keep the three best. Yes, but Greg Inglis, Israel, uh, not Israel Flower, Ryan Hoffman were included in that. They're internationals. Yeah, that's great, Blair, they're, not, they're not anything on... Um, yeah, but oh. my point is, my point is that they keep producing people. No matter what happens, they just keep producing. Like, look at this year. Harry Green and Brendan Smith was injured. Tyron Wishart comes in, and he was one of the best hookers in the round. Yeah, but that's one week, Jared. It means nothing. <laughs> you know what it is? It's 20 years of them doing this. Oh, they've I, done, I, they've done this for twenty years, man. They, I, I, I can't. On top doubt. of the, on top of Bromwich's going, on top of Kafusi going, um, losing all them, Fanukan already being gone. If you lose another one of these guys as well, all within what a season and a half, they've never been through that before. Of this and, quality and player, Melbourne for some reason they they lost, they lost. Eight players or something when the salary cap thing is. I'm pretty sure they won the premiership the year after. They still and had they, the three immortals. It doesn't matter. It does matter. Next that makes year, a massive they will difference. have still Grant and Hughes and possibly yeah, Munster. Possibly. And it's... Pappenhausen and Xavier Coates and Justin Olam. And yeah, Pappenhausen and Coates are a bit bit players compared to the other ones. They're... It, it doesn't... It, Every year people say this. Every single year. And they're like, oh, Melbourne lost this many people. Doesn't matter. They keep producing. Like Josh King's effort the other weekend, pretty sure he played 70 minutes, done 40 tackles. He done a Fanukin in the 13 jersey. He just slopped straight in and done exactly what Fanukin would have done. Oh, geez. Well, Fanukin can't be that good then. Jeez. Oh. I thought you were his biggest fan. I am his biggest fan. I respect the hell what a Josh... Josh King's stats out of that game. Everyone, one week. You're just following what everyone else is saying. Like, Man, everyone else, every, every year I, they get doubted. And every year they prove. Like, even with that 15 years of free immortals in their team, they did not break the record they broke last year with the amount of games in a row they won. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone. They also don't do that last year without Munster, Kafusi, and the Bromwiches. Jesus Christ. They don't. They replace them. How, how, how are we not getting, like, how are you No, I thinking? get it, but they don't replace this many in one go they out did. of nowhere. They did. Or salary cap. They did. I know, but you can, the difference then to now, they covered all those holes because you still had Slater Smith Cronk winning new games, not these bit players coming in to fill holes. And they're going to have Grant, Hughes, and Munster next year which aren't anywhere close to the three yes, previous mentioned. but they're still the elite talent of the NRL currently. Like, they're still going to have that free mo- free player mould that you're talking about. 
And then, like last time, I'm pretty sure they lost Ryan Hoffman, Adam Blair, and I'm pretty sure if we we're doing the podcast at the exact time, you'd be like, "No, nah, they can't. They can't come back. They wouldn't be able to do it while losing Australian back row, New South Wales back row, New Zealand front rower at the time." I'll bring up the list of the quality they lost that mm. weekend, and you would have been like, "Nah, they can't do it." No, because they'd still have Smith, Cronk, and Slater nah, with they, their team. You, you, you would have doubted it. You would have been like, nah, they can't do it. And I would have been sitting there and it's like, nah, they'll be fine. And then what would have happened is I would have messaged you 10 years later and be like, suck shit. And that's what's going to happen nah. in 10 years' time. I think you're overrating some second rowers compared to the influence of halfbacks and hookers. If they lose, uh, How many 5.8s in the comp would you put above Munster right now? 5.8s in the comp would put above, like right now on form? No, just like who, in in your team, who's the best five eight in the comp? Kiri. Kiri's the best five eight in the comp. Yep, easily. Wow. Easily. And you know what? If you got issues, ask Sean Kepi. Point is that <laughs> that was Sam is, Walker. I know, I know. Point is, reality of it is, don't doubt the don't doubt the storm, don't doubt the systems got in place, don't doubt their recruitment. Because they're the best at it, and they oh, will yeah. be. 100%. Will be. And you know what? I don't think that Jesse Bromwich, Kenny Bromwich, and Felice Cafusi will play as well next year under Bennett. Of course they won't. They're also almost forty. Um, <laughs> uh, this everyone don't doubt, don't doubt them. They've got to obviously hold on to Grant. They've got to obviously hold on to Hughes. They've got to obviously hold on to Munster. So it's going to be interesting now to see all the gaps they do the, fill the, and the, how they're going to the fill them. The question's not losing them because they're throwing the book at them. Like the, the well, they're not really them. compared to what the other clubs are. No, but Melbourne's got Melbourne. No, the question, the question's not that. The question is who, do they, who else do they lose because they are throwing this much money at them? That's the question you've got to ask because... I think they already have. Oh, well, no, but they're they're losing a lot of fringe players and Melbourne do not overpay. So you've still got Nelson Asafa Solomona. You've still got, um, you know, what's his name? Chris Lewis. You've still got... No, you've still got some very quality players that teams like the Bulldogs, like the Tigers, like um, the lower teams will throw that kind of money at them to get them to that club. Look at look at Bulldogs right now. They have thrown ridiculous amount of money at people Melbourne wouldn't even pay probably half that for. So yeah, it's hilarious. I think someone put a tweet out there that all the people that they bought, um, like between the seven of them that they brought in, it gives them something like two hundred grand to spread between the other fifteen players. Yeah. Yeah. So um, something's got to give. Oh, and ju- just. Just throwing it out there too. Um, Adam's hope for the next year or two is all these juniors from Manly coming through. The hooker that you're loving toured the Tigers last week. Little female. That's great. That's great. Well, he's allowed to. There's nothing against it. Yeah, he's gone, mate. I don't know how much money they're going to have after um, signing Brighton Acora and um, Frank Pele. But yeah, no, they're, 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 they're getting on your next next generation, mate. After you just signed oh, the next generation. It. Good luck. <laughs> um, 
No, they they just so everyone knows very tight. They all want to play together. They'll say. Well, you hope. He's got an open path there. He'll be sweet. Um, <laughs> talking about Harry Grant, he's going to miss round three after testing positive to COVID nineteen. As Gosh. will Tyron Wishart, and they also don't have Brandon Smith nor Cooper Johns. So if you play dummy half and you're in the Melbourne region, go um. Yeah, I'm curious who they're going to get to play this game. Oh, it'll be someone that they've brought in that they've trained up out of nowhere that'll be great it'd be, it'd be a fucking genius. Like, it'd, it'd be some weapon of a player that just comes in and just and lights yeah. up the NRL. Like, after one game, you know, the Bulldogs will After one like, game, a guy like Jared will be getting on a podcast saying how great this guy is. No, no, do you know what? I won't be saying how great this guy is because I never actually really say that about Melbourne players, I'll be like... Oh, you did. You just literally said it before about Tyron Wishart. No, I said he's a good player, but... Sorry. Okay, yeah, sorry. What I, what, what I should say is that he's going to come through a great system and play it exactly the same way as everyone else. Yeah, pick the ball up and pass it. Uh, is that what you reckon Harry Grant does? Mate, you should walk down to Melbourne and go tell that to Craig Bellman. You know what? Harry Grant only picks the ball up and passes. He doesn't actually pass off the ground. He just picks the ball up and passes. And passes. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah like, You know what, mate? I look like a serial killer, but I can do that. There you go. Uh, what's his name? I oh, know it's a different sport. Oh, just so everyone does know who didn't listen to the last podcast, Adam shaved his head. Looks like he should be in a gulag. Oh, you're talking about me. I get you now. Um, who else? Who else? They got. Nicarima, there you go. Jade Nicarima, dummy half. Sweet, easy, sorted. All right, that's all for injuries and signings. So let's get into. We're gonna do jersey. No, we'll do the we'll do NRLW, then we'll do jerseys. So going I didn't into any of them, to be honest. Yeah, true. Going into a round very long thing. Going into round five of the NRLW, five out of the six teams can make the finals. Five out of the six teams can finish first. Five out of the six teams can finish fifth. The only guarantee is Newcastle finishes sixth. So even though St. George is sitting on top at three and one at the moment. Newcastle um, sitting on top. Oh, sorry, sorry. I thought yeah. yeah, right, sorry. It's sitting on top. Uh, at three but and just one. Just so everyone does know, Newcastle are on top of the men's. Mm-hmm. If they lose by thirty-four to the Roosters, which is possible, not likely the way that the two teams have been playing, but possible. Titans beat the Knights by twenty-four, possible, and Eels beat the Broncos by nineteen, less likely but possible. Uh, St George could go from first to fifth, and there's a whole bunch of different situations where the teams can beat each other by a certain number of points and shift their placings, which is exactly what the NRL wanted. They wanted a tight season like this by more than two two clubs, which has generally been the case. And you've got, I'm going to say Broncos and St. George will most likely stay first and second. Um, even if they do lose, they need to lose by a lot to lose their position. And then you've got Roosters, Eels and Titans all fighting for two positions um, with only the Eels... Well, none of them having a positive points differential. Eels are zero, uh, Titans are negative nine, I believe, and Roosters are slightly less than that. So I'm just flicking through here with the Roosters. Yeah, oh, sorry, they're negative nine. Gold Coast Titans are negative six with regards to points differential. 
The upside for the Titans, they're versus the Knights, uh, which should be the easiest of the matchups. Um, however, Knights obviously don't want to go through their first season without winning a game, so they'll be up for it. Eels versus the Broncos, trying to pull off an, another upset, and St. George take on the Roosters. Uh, it's going to be killer, and I was talking to a guy at work um, yesterday, I think. He's a big NRL fan, big AFL fan as well. And he said the NRLW as a product is 100% better than the AFLW. So the, the skills oh, really? are better. The, the girls' skills in the NRL are better. It's a better spectacle. There's less difference between what the girls can do and the guys can do in the NRL compared to the AFL with regards to, like, kicking the ball a distance. And because it's a bigger field, like the agility, the speed, the endurance, all that sort of stuff you, is showcased more in AFL because uh, there's more space to do it in. Um, he wasn't obviously saying, I'm not obviously saying that the women's game's as physical as the men's. It anatomically can't be. Um, but oh. the ball skills and the kicking skills and the rugby league IQ. There's an issue in the two, up in the middle. Oh. It's not an issue. It's that's We talk about this in PE all the time. You can... I'm 100% that women can compete against men in sports, but there will be a physical differential. That's just genetics. But rugby league IQ, the reading of the game, the decision-making, the skill in the pass, the depth, sorry, the um, deft kicking, the touch of the kicking, there's no reason why that can't be the same. So the more and more and more the girls play, the more and more and more thinner the margin's going to be between the two in those aspects of the game. And he said, yeah, he catches at least two a week as well because they're just awesome games of footy. So I can't wait to see what this week's going to be um, and then also obviously what the finals are going to be. And, yeah, it's if the NRL finals get to this sort of stage, obviously less chance with more teams of this many fighting for two positions, one position, whatever, um, NRL will be loving life. Rubbing those dollars together again. All right. Before we get on to team list for round three for the NRL, we're finally going to have our ranking for jerseys for the 2022 season. Yeah, they now, all suck. Yeah, it's not the best crop this year. A lot of them are very similar last year. There's been a couple of big changes, but over the entire comp, yeah, not many. Um. The link that I sent you, I don't think, has the Cronulla's alternate jersey or the Heritage jersey on, um, which jumps to number one of their jerseys anyway, and probably more so, probably more than the rest of the, the squads anyway. Um, any, if you could pick, like, a top three home jerseys, where are you going? Okay. Um, I don't mind old-school Bulldogs home jersey. No wonder you. Okay. Really yeah. Simple and yeah. Um, Newcastle's homes. Just I don't mind that either. I'm not saying that because I'm a Newcastle fan. I just don't mind it. it looks nice. Except uh, for the massive NIB. Yeah, I was gonna say minus a big green fucking fuck in the middle of it. And Paramount sucks. You know what? Don't mind Pembroke fever. They haven't changed in like. What six years, but which is nice. Yeah, it's very really good, and I, I like the I like the white NRL. I know 
this doesn't get much mentioned, but the NRL logo is very simple now, and the white backdrop, uh, sorry, the black backdrop of the white logo, um, I'm a big fan of. Look at that. Look, you've been all artistic and pretending like you like jerseys. That's yeah, I hate, I, I, I don't, this, this isn't my favourite segment, if anyone didn't pick that up. <laughs> And I'm here to tell you everything about why Jared's wrong. Um, there's no <laughs> contest. The Warriors jersey's number one by uh, yeah. a landslide. So, funny story. Um, we were walking into the stadium that Warriors St. George event where oh, the man. game we attended. And Adam, being Adam, he's very outgoing and um, yeah, talks to random lo- people. Lo- loves a chat, which I don't mind because I, I do the same thing. But he Not to randoms. He, I'm pretty sure she was like... She, yeah, she she was just standing there. Pretty sure it was a little girl, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a, it was just a kid. Yeah, and, and like, I said, that's, oh, that's such a, so that's cool. a sick jersey. And then the like, the mum was like really like, oh thank you. And then she kept talking as we walked away. And Adam just going, Oh yeah, and then oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right, and those kind of stuff. We couldn't understand or hear anything she was saying. She said something like, oh, remember Sharon got it for her. And I was yeah. like, oh, no way. And I was like, who the fuck, Sharon? <laughs> we kept walking. And, you know, the really outgoing and um, extroverted at person Adam was. And he's just been really nice. I'm like, do you understand? He goes, no, just keep walking. Just keep walking. <laughs> it was super awkward because that was our first person we chatted to. And Adam just kind of started talking to this little girl and then her no, mum tried that sounds to so bad. No, no, but like this little girl was wearing a Warriors jersey, which we like the Warriors jersey, but her mum was trying to talk, introduce Adam to Sharon. I don't know if she tried to set Adam up with Sharon. Oh, get out I, of it. I don't know what happened, but something Jared happened. Jared is totally blowing this out. There and then a kid Adam, wearing... Adam kind of toddled off away and I asked him what was going on and he goes, ah, keep, keep walking. I don't like Sharon. Just walked away. Like, it oh, was, get out of it. It was, it was really weird. I don't know what's going on. So, yeah, keep an eye on Sharon for future later podcasts. So the little kid wearing the jersey could have been Stacey Jones. He was, he was floating around anyway. <laughs> um, Warriors jersey is sick as it was last year. Uh, it's not giving them much luck so far, but at least they look good losing. Um other awesome home jerseys, uh, Cowboys again. They're, both their home and away will be in my top three. They got a really solid set again this year. I do agree the Knights jerseys would have been nice without the massive green thing in the Who middle. I don't like two things about this. I don't like the New South Wales jersey. Yeah, I don't like the Queensland one either. Well, what I don't like is a stupid badging on the right hand side with the. Why would there's no need for maroon or blue to go to go on the other jerseys? I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, I don't like Get that. it off. Like, it, the last thing a New South Wales wants, player wants to wear is maroon. But, no. Yeah. Not, and, that's not why the, and that's why the Manly jerseys are in my top three as well. I really like how they've gone for the horizontal stripes and they've kept the same design for the home and the away. Uh, really yeah, I like when teams do that. Yeah, and it looks even better on... I, I, I thought the away jersey was kind of a bit boring when I saw it just on... Like as a picture, and then when I saw the guys wearing it, I was like, "That looks sick." So, and the Broncos home jersey with the little white sort of patch around the neck, making it look like it's got a collar. Uh, really cool. So I've probably got Warriors. The, um, they also released the um, heritage jersey today, which looks alright. The Broncos one. Yeah. Oh man, send me that. I don't have that one. No, I'll send you a picture. Adam can fap away to it later. 
<laughs> so I'm going Warriors, Cowboys, and then um, a Broncos Manly tie for third. All right, what about away jerseys? Anything stand out? I love the Cowboys with Look, their... I'm just going to throw it out there. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Have, have you seen the Cowboys away jersey, how they've got the logo kind of blended half into the background between the blue and the white? Yeah, yeah. You kind of miss it. That's fancy. Oh, I think that's... And that one stripe of gold or yellow across the chest to separate the two, I reckon that looks really sweet. I, I, I really want to chat to the graphic designer at Canberra. Oh, and, God. And, I don't know, just, like, run them over or something. I, I, it's horrible. Oh, mate, who, who puts light blue on the way jersey at Canberra? What has blue got to do with Canberra? Just they stop. had a, a stripe of blue on their shorts, didn't they? Yeah, but not this much. And there's, you know what? They're called the green machine. There is one stripe of green on their jerseys. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's, it's, not, not, it's not okay. It's not flash. No. I'm really disappointed the Bulldogs didn't keep their uh, trial jerseys for the season because they were cool. Except they look for the like grade. training shirts. Yeah. And you know what? You know what? The heritage jersey for Canberra it's, is the only jersey they should wear all year. All year. All yeah, year. 100%. All year. Yeah. Don't use the other ones at all. Yeah. Uh, away jerseys. I mentioned Manly's already. Um, Cowboys already. And real boring answer. Who comes out on top? Sharks. Warriors. No. Well, you're boring. Well, they've just... I think Warriors and Cowboys and Manly, probably third, have got the best away. To be honest, I'm not afraid of that. I'm not a fan of having them away in home jerseys. I just think they should stick to their normal jerseys. Uh, yeah, not allowed to. TV staff, colorblind people, commentators... Yes, look, I'm waiting for the day because the Tigers changed their logo, which, you know, helped them on the field a lot this year. I'm waiting for the day they just go. I know the Western Suburbs Magpies are a part, but I would love the day when they just go because they've kind of tried it, but it's not working. One year they go East Tigers. No, is it East Tigers? West Tigers. The old school bright orange as their home. And then the Western, the the Magpies... As their black away jersey, they've kind of done it, but it doesn't work. As their black away jersey, yeah, their away game. There's just too much going on. And then the next year, the Magpies get the home, and the West Tigers get the away. Yeah, I like it. I, I, would, I would much prefer that, and just like the old school, you know, um, Siren and bloody. Or, or the, you know, that really yeah. orange jersey with the black stripes, and that's all there was. And that really, really, what's the, what's the word? Recognisable jersey they had, like. Authentic? Yeah, authentic jersey they had. And then, the, the you know, you had the magpies with the black and white, the old Tommy Radonikus. Iconic. Yeah, you had, the, yeah, you know, whenever Tommy Radonikus got into a fight with somebody. Mm. You could see the blood just like on the white part of the jersey. And then the next week when he played, because they wore the same jersey, you could see the same blood. And you know what the question you always had was, is it his or is it someone else's? So basically you want players wearing the same jersey or you're not watching them. No, but I think that would bring back a lot of fans if they just did that alternate thing every year. But for some reason, the Tigers don't like their fans. 
They look yeah, from what they're doing. I reckon they could be called like the Rexona Tigers because oh, yeah, that V oh. looks like the Rexona tick. Tell you um, what, I don't mind the Queensland jersey. Very basic. Yes, and and I bank what I was like. Bank can you tell the difference between the Rabbitohs home and away? Uh, rabbits. Uh, one's got black in it, and the other one's got red yeah. in the MG. Yeah, yeah. It, they've just colour shifted black and white. Does Campbell Graham ever smile, or is he just kind of like a like? Does that He's, he could be He's too tall? We don't know. Fletch and Heine do a thing where he's a serial killer, and if you actually watch them going to the New South Wales camp, you start to believe him by the end because he actually looks like a serial killer with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top, top, top. Sorry there. Uh, alternate jersey, pretty easy. Uh, Canberra and Penrith, but. They've been trumped this year by a newcomer. Who's so that? Taking out the number one alternate jersey is Cronulla. Their alternate the black one. Are, are wicked. No, the the new one that they dropped like last week. It might not be on that one. Wait, I'll bring up zero tackle. There you go, zero tackle reference. Um, it's awesome. It just has like I saw it and I went, oh, that's like Andrew Eddinghausen, um, David Peachy. Uh, Brett Kamali, like they're the the players I thought of straight straight away. Um, can you th- can you remember? Um, I don't know if Matty Johns actually wore this one as well. No, nah, he wore the he wore the LG one. Yeah, you know the one I'm talking about. Have you seen yeah. them? Yeah, they're yeah the one with Pepsi on the front. No, 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 the new Aramex one. No, no, but they're going back to the old Pepsi one. Oh yeah, but yeah. you know the one I'm talking. You can see the one I'm talking about. It yeah. is legit. So I'm going to go Cronulla, Canberra, and then Penrith. So I do love their white horizontal stripes under the black. We didn't mention Roosters because they're still nowhere to be seen online anyway. Um, and I can't remember what it looked like from the weekend, which is a shame because Roosters generally um, have pretty tidy jerseys with the V incorporated. So there we go. Jersey rankings for 2022. Warriors, Cowboys, Manly. Warriors, Cowboys, Manly. Um, Cronulla, Canberra, Penrith for alternates. Sorry, Wall, uh, you're not going to make it in this year with us and George. All right, let's get on to team list bets and tips for round three. And kicking us off for the weekend on Thursday night, 8:05 down at Wynn Stadium. It's Battle of the Shire Dragons versus Sharks. So for the Dragons, Andrew McCulloch will miss the local derby. Remembering he. Was it dislocate or hyperflex his elbow last weekend? So Moses Embiel shift into dummy half, and Jackson Ford and Jack Koshevsky are the new faces on the bench. Um, no change in the squad in the 24-hour update. So Embiel looked pretty good the week we were there when he came on at dummy half. Oh, the attack just got better. Yeah, a lot, lot of energy, a lot of running the ball. Um, so it's a couple Josh, of changes. Is Josh McGuire... Is, it, is he injured or suspended? No, he's still suspended until round five, I think. All right. What is the bet? Sorry. What is the bet that Bob gets a run at hooker when he gets back? Oh, yeah. It depends on how the game's flowing. Yeah. Because any other change for the Dragon, Tariq Sims is named at starting lock in place of Jack DeBellin, who shifts back to number 14. Yeah, uh, outside right. of that, the squad is... Unchanged. Uh, Francis Mollier was starting prop last week. Yeah, he was because Aaron Woods was out, so he retains his spot there. And 
Yeah, Jack Kaszewski holds his place on the interchange. For the Sharks, uh, Matt Ikevalu comes onto the wing in place of Renato Molotalo, who's not backing up after that head knock last week. And Siasofa Talakai will start in the second row in place of the suspended Teague Wilton. boy. And an interesting-looking bench for the Sharks. Braden Trindle makes his return via the bench, along with Cam McInnes, starting from the bench again as he did last week to join Aiden Tolman and Andrew Fafida. It's the smallest bench on the planet. Considering Braden Hamuel Newelli will start up front with Toby Rudolph and Dale Finucane. Nah. So like, Fitzgibbon's starting to get into these selection headaches now, I think, with Trindle being back, McInnes getting well, back to I fitness. S- I still maintain that Trindle's the better half option. And it's really weird because if Blake Braley needs a break, Cam McInnes is the best option. Yeah. But does are they going to have Cam McInnes and um, Braden Trindle on at the same time with Trindle playing lock? Or Trindle playing hooker and Cam McInnes having lock? Like, oh, Trindle, gonna... Trindle's not going to play lock. Well, where, where, where does he go then? Because that means He's there all... as a filler if they need him. Yeah, that seems like a silly decision. I'm going Sharks. Or they could just put him on as a roamer and just have a third ball player out there. Because Matt Moylan and Nico Hines have looked have that they've looked good. I think the fact that you haven't noticed Matt Moylan's a good thing. Because generally, um, if you notice him, he's not as a let's say he's like a yeah. referee. He does a good job when you don't see him. Yes. Yeah, he does. Like I've got in my fantasy side, I thought it's sorry score was like sixty something points. And I was like, what? I swear I didn't even notice him all game. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be a, a really fun match because Dragons were, were crueled last week uh, by a decision or two, and they played well enough to be in the game, if not win the game, against the reigning premiers, and they controlled the match for the majority in week one against the Warriors. Um, Sharks have had two pretty tight games to start the season. I think they'll be well-rounded because of it. This is going to be a good. I think I'm going to, I think I'm leaning the Sharks as well. The matchup in the halves couldn't be more different. I think you've got like 12 foot 10 Nick Hines versus two foot four Ben Hunt. Uh, you've got a runner of the ball, or both runners of the ball, but in different ways. Then you've got the rookie, Amone, um, up against Moylan. And then the battle of fullbacks, Kennedy and Sloan, uh, could be a cracker. And then you look at the centres, Ramian versus Suli. <laughs> Giants. Um, Ramian started the season yeah, but stronger of the two. I, yeah, I'm liking how Ramian's playing because every time they give Suli the ball to Dragons, he doesn't look outside. He's not looking to create. He's looking to run over people. Ramsey is not ever going to get... You know, he's got the slowest year he's got. He's not going to get the ball. Yeah. Ramsey's actually like creating opportunities for his winger, where Suli is not. No. Ravalawa versus Ikevalu. Oi. Sorry, Matty. Uh, and then Battle of the Big Boys up front. Bird, Sua, Sims, Nakora, Talakai, Fanukan. Talakai versus Sua. That's going to be fun. Okay, and um, everyone else I love Talakai. Odds for this one, $2.15 Dragons, $1.71 to Cronulla. No, I think that's decent value around St. George, considering... Uh, yeah, they, they pushed Penrith to the limit. Okay, next game, um, Tigers versus the Warriors. 
For this one, Jackson Hastings actually got a two-week suspension. So oh, we didn't do judiciary, ta- did we? Yeah, lifting tackle on Tex Hoy last week. So he's still named, but I imagine Jock Madden's going to come into the sixth jersey to cover that. Um, but other than that, they are unchanged from last week. Ta- oh, sorry, Tamo comes in up front. That's all. Mm. And I don't know who played front row last week. I have no idea. But for Warriors, another halves pairing. you got Nick Arima and Harris DeVita playing the halves due to an injury to someone last week. I'm doing a really good job here. Ash Taylor. Ash Taylor, that's it. Um, other than that, no changes. It'll be very interesting um, how well these guys play this weekend, considering... Nathan Brand came out with you guys should be perfectly sculpted athletes at this point, and we're sick of developing you, so be, you know, NRL standard now. So it'd be interesting. I was very surprised the fact that he did not um, drop anyone after saying that. Uh, I was very surprised by that. Um, interesting news came out today. And I'm really dis- I was really disappointed when I heard this, but Josh Curran was actually talked about Fittler as a contender to get in the New South Wales squad. If I don't know if Adam remembers, I was saying this during the game at the Warriors Dragons game that he should be considered for the New South Wales spot. And when the press conference came around that I pussied out of for asking <laughs> questions. That's what the question I was going to ask. And you know what? It would have been awesome because Brad Fittler came out and said that, and then my question would have been referenced by Fox Sports as to what Nathan Brown says about it two weeks ago. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. I know. I, I am very disappointed in myself. But if at, can, can you just confirm I said that during this game, please? I Fuck off. had a lot of things running through it. I can't. Yeah, put my yeah, finger yeah. on it. Um, I said it about five times. He's, yeah, right. Okay, thanks, mate. Thanks for the support. Um, <laughs> I'm going Warriors for the first win of the year. I, no, I do remember examining. Are you sure he's not from Queensland? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, that's right. You're like, I said it. He should, he should be contended for Origin this year. And you're like, oh, for Queensland. I'm like, no, no. He's New South Wales. You're like, oh fuck, we don't have anybody. That's how that conversation wish, went. Wishful thinking. Damn it, I was going to be referenced by Brad Fittler and Nathan Brown. But damn so, it, this is a funny time slot for this game. It's the early game on a Friday night with two teams who are 0-2. Um, it's out at Campbelltown, uh, which is going to be packed, you would suggest. Hopefully a few people knock off work early to get down there. Uh, oh, man. Where's this game going? Oh, I, I've got worries. God, like, Tigers were so bad last week. And then you look at week one, the first half, they were brilliant. And then Warriors come back against the Titans, but starting slow, different halves pairing, far out. I feel like I've got pressure after a full round last week. Come on, and last you, week, like, every can, every decision was so You're not going to pick the Warriors after this week. You're not going to. This, not going to pick the Warriors. No, you're not going to beat Tigers, though, after this week. You're not, you're just not going to do it. Well, the other side of that, can they get worse? Yeah, yeah. Um, and all I have to do is reference the last round 
Oh, wait, Hastings year. is out as well, isn't he? Yeah, last round last year, score was, uh, there it is, 38-0 from the Bulldogs in the last round of last year. That's they can last get year. worse. They can get All worse, right. trust me. All right, I've talked myself into it. I'll go the Warriors. No, I'll go right. Warriors. I'll go Warriors. All right, All right here we go. Next game, Battle of Sydney. Whew, this is going to be interesting. South Sydney, well, South really and East Sydney. Are underperforming, going at two dollars thirty-five. Roosters a dollar sixty. What was um, Roosters fought, Roosters after that, you know, pretty expected loss against Newcastle in the first round came out and showed how good Newcastle were by flogging Manly last week. Um, but no, all honesty, Roosters played like shit the first week, played the potential last week, and yeah, and now they're coming back. Um, there's no changes to. Oh yes, there is. Paul has got put in the, on the wing, and Tane Mills gone into the centres, yeah. um, and Knights come onto the bench. There you go. For the Roosters, Takiyahu gets a start up front. Watson's at nine, but that could be a late change with Drew Hutchison, like last week. And at least that's on the wing. Same. Is interesting um, in reserve grade. For Roosters, I had a quick look at that today. Suwali's playing on the wing yep. for New South Wales Cup. And Adam Kieran is playing in the centres, which is really interesting because if they were ever expecting Suwali to play in the centres for NRL, you'd think that Trent Robinson would pass it down the line to Jason Taylor at the New York Sydney Bears and go, "You, I want him playing in the centres. So, Joseph Suwali on the wing for NRL yeah. when he gets back. I'm not surprised. I, I, I had him penciled in at the wing if he was going to play anywhere. Um, so there's so many centres that they like. They've got Billy Smith playing on the wing this week. So it's like the luxury you have. Um, Nat Butcher got the starting position over Angus Crichton, who has had a quiet start to the season, well, whether it's just to kick up the pants or I think it's more so a reward for Nat Butcher and how he started no, the season. I, I don't even think it's that. When Crichton started, he was off the bench. Yeah. At the Roosters. He's been on the bench, I would say, and you know, someone get back to me if this is wrong, but I reckon he's been it's on wrong. the bench more at the Roosters than he's been starting. That's wrong. Nah. I reckon the first year he was on the bench the entire year. But he's been there for so long now. He's been there for two years. He has not. You keep going, I'll Google that. Time doesn't matter. COVID's true. It feels like he's been there a decade. Um, Jared Warren Hargraves off the bench as well. Uh, obviously, everyone's going to be watching the Latrell versus Roosters show. Yeah. I think this is going to be a good litmus test for Lockwood Ilias. He hasn't been flashy like Walker and Keary, but he definitely showed signs of improvement last week. If the Rabbitohs can bring the last 20 minutes, Rabbitohs from last week, and if the Roosters can bring the first 40 minutes of Roosters from last week, this will be a freaking belter of a game. But the chance of both of those happening are low. So I'm not sold on the Rabbitohs' back line at all yet. Um, the Fords have been performing well enough. Um, especially yeah, he's been playing two years Arrow. since 2019. Is that all? Yeah, it's been oh a long... God. Yeah, he seems like he's been there forever. But the photo that comes up for him is that photo with the goatee. 
and the long hair. Oh, jeez, that was pure horrible. filth. He, That's he disgusting. Is, yeah, yeah, he, he's got a it's weird shape. He's got a yeah. weird shape. He shouldn't have done that. And it's funny you mentioned Adam Kieran because he's still on the reserves list for the NRL squad. So, um, where and Kevin Nagama is no Joseph Sawali there. Isaiah Tass still in the reserves for the Rabbitohs. He's got to get a run somewhere. <laughs> yeah, he was Bulldogs and he was Broncos. Now he's at South. Are you going Roosters? Yeah, I'm going Roosters. All right, next game. Knights v. Penrith. So the big news out of this one is Nathan Cleary's in the 24 jersey. Um, for me, he's one of those players that, like, if you got to name him, you got to name him. If he's in the 24, you feel like he's going to play. You know what I mean? Sure. You don't, you don't think he'll play? Sure. Uh, Rabbitohs were 235, by the way, with the recent dollar six. I, I already said that. Um, oh, it was the Tigers game you missed. My bad. Yeah. So, yes or no, Nathan Cleary playing this game? No. No, yeah, I reckon he will. I reckon okay. I'll give him up to every chance to play, but they did this last year as well. If he's not Sorry. right, there's no point rushing him because they're 2-0. It's not like yeah. they, they need him back 100%. Yeah, so last I'm more surprised we... with Fisher Harris being named after. Yeah, well, that was going to be my point. Shot. We said last week they probably won't risk him, but I'm 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 assuming Cleary's walked up to this is Ivan walked up to James Fisher Harris and went with you know a riot shield in front of him going, do you want to play on the weekend? <laughs> and James Fisher Harris has said, why the fuck wouldn't I play? And Nathan Cleary's, yes sir, it's okay, you can play. Anyway. Uh, <sighs> yeah, so. That's that's the only reason I can think of that happening. Um, no changes to that. Oh, Taylor May. Taylor May. He comes in for Brian Toto. For Newcastle, Caleb Ponga returns instead of Tex Hoy. David Clemmer, despite the fact that he didn't actually release what was wrong with him, is going to have surgery to clear out a knee issue, three to six weeks. Um, and Lachlan Fitzgibbon is MCL injury, we said, six weeks. Um so Barnett comes in the second row. He started up front, but the Safidi twins are starting front rows next this week with um, the probably the most inexperienced bench you'll ever see. So you yeah. got, I, I don't reckon there's 20 games there in that bench. You got Phoenix Crossland, Mamasia, Leo Thompson, and Matthew Croker. But the interesting thing is you've got Edric Lee and Sawaso Su, who are named in the reserve grade squad at 20 and 21. So I wouldn't mind seeing Sawaso Su come onto that bench just to, you know, mm. toughen it up a little bit, get a bit Edric, of experience. Edric Lee hasn't played for over a year. No, no, yeah, that's fine. That's, he, he, he played oh, I was just last surprised week. by that. He, was played by, he played last week in reserve grade. Um, I think if Young or Tuala did get injured, I think Braden Musgrove will get a run over Lee at this point anyway. But I wouldn't... So this is Suasso Sue's coming back from suspension. He is named a prop for the New South Wales Cup, as I said. I'd just love to see him on the bench for one of them, just to add that experience edge edge against this, you know, Kenny Sorensen, Spencer Lanier, and Jaren Salmon. I wouldn't mind seeing a bit more. So I wouldn't mind seeing a bit of experience on that. But Leo Thompson and Matt Croker, mm-hmm. they played all right last week. We get some shitty Tigers back. 
So, who are you going and why isn't it the Knights? <laughs> I'm going Newcastle because last time I went with my head over my heart. I led I the podcast, wrong. but... I got so it wrong. Penrith $1.25, Knights $4. Yeah, that's not a bad odds. That's not bad odds, considering Dragons pushed Penrith to their limit last year. I'm not saying Newcastle will be, but... That's pretty Dragons, Dragons pushed them to their limit last week, and... Yeah, we've had a few contentious calls. They would have won that game. Um, yeah, $4, not bad odds. If you, if you, I'm not doing it as my value bet. Fuck that. But um, if, you, if, you, if you're smart, if you're braver than I am, go for it. All right, that takes us into... Are you on Penrith? Yes. So Saturday, 4.30, uh, down in Melbourne, we got the Storm versus the Eels. So heaps of changes here for the Storm. So we said Harry Grant is out, Tyron Wishart is out. Brandon Smith did train on Wednesday as he closes in for a return from a broken hand. He's been named amongst the reserves. So if he is available, he would slot in at uh, dummy half. They've still got Harry Grant name, but that obviously has changed. For the Eels, Nathan Brown's been Nathan Brown's been promoted to the starting side at lock. Oregon Confucius to the bench, and Wiramu Greg comes onto the bench. Uh, as well. So, um, Australian boxing, Sonny Bill beat Barry Hall in one round. Yeah, yeah. not surprised in the slightest. Um, also, I don't care in the slightest. But anyway, so if Grant and Wishard are out, um, say Brand Smith comes in, takes one of those positions, or Chris Lewis maybe comes onto the interchange as well. Maybe a Nicarima if they want it, because they've got Wishart on the bench now. So maybe Nicarima goes there and Smith goes into starting dummy half. Who the hell knows with Bellingham? Um, yeah, no one knows. No one probably knows until 20 minutes before kickoff as well. Yeah, and I think, yeah, for the Eels, as I said, I think Brown's the only change. Goes to starting lot, Kafusi drops back to the bench, and Wimmery Greg comes onto the bench. So Jake Arthur dropping out. Oof. Um... Parramatta have been up for both of their games. They won a tight one against the Ray. Um, they lost a tight one against the Sharks. And they... What they do in round one? They won. <laughs> right? Yeah, they only just beat 32-28 over the Gold Coast. Oh, Titans, that's what it was. I was thinking Canberra, Canberra Sharks and Raid and uh, Eels keep spinning around because all three of them have had tight games. Oof. You got to go oh. Melbourne, right? Oh, I'm going Melbourne. Are you going Melbourne? Yeah, like Harry Grant's going to be a massive loss. Like without him last week, they lose. Look, here's how I see it. He set up their two tries, and, and this is the most subtle way I'm going to be able to say this: Parramatta suck. You know they're going to win now, right? Yeah, <laughs> probably. But so what's a, wait, 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 what's the timestamp? An hour 22. <laughs> I'm getting it ready just in case. You know what annoys me about this, and this is going to happen, is I I had, I, I've said had this a lot, be that, I don't, Penrith, right? that I don't rate para. And I've said it a lot. And I've had a lot of people blow back at me, namely one named Wally. And not naming any names, that's a nickname. And... What's going to happen this week is that if Para win, I'm going to get a barrage of messages going, oh, you're wrong. 
So You're this right. is coming from the same person who I don't rate Penrith all the way up until the grand final saying, oh, they've got a shot. Bullshit. You said the same <laughs> thing, you asshole. I did not. I did. You 100% did no, not rate no. Penrith until they won the grand final. That was the year before, though. No, 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 no. If, we, if I had the inkling or the patience, I could go back and find something. Ah, but you're going. Well, let's move on. I think <laughs> so you can say what you want because I don't have it. Dollar nah. fifty, Parramatta two dollars sixty. Let's go on to the six thirty-five game, which should be lots of fun. Unfortunately, Jamal Fogarty's not playing against his previous team. We've got the Raiders versus the Titans at six thirty-five down in Canberra. Uh, for the Raiders, Brad Schneider is back in after his isolation week, replacing Matt Frawley at starting halfback. However, Matt Frawley has only dropped to the interchange with. Trevelyan dropping back to the reserves. So it looks as though Starling at dummy half is going to play 80 minutes or Frawley's going to come on and play some minutes at dummy half. Um, Horsruff signed his extensions on the interchange with Gula and Elliott. So still no spot for Ryan Sutton somehow. And Xavier Savage still on the still in the reserves when this back line has not really been clicking. In saying that, Kotrick and Rapana are both back in this week. Uh, in place of, what's the youngster, uh, out in the centres and the wing. Uh, I've got him in my fantasy team. Schiller, James Schiller. So a few changes there for Canberra. I'd say all three of them strengthen their squad. Uh, against the Titans, new changes in the, same, in the back line from last week. Uh, no changes in the forwards from last week. And what's that? No changes on the bench. Uh, Jermaine Asako has been... So what you're saying is they've got the same team as last week. Yeah, I was just going through the forwards, backs and interchange. But yeah, no changes. <laughs> oh, man, this is going to be a fun round. Like This is another one that could go either way. I'm going Canberra. I reckon they're going to bounce, bounce back pretty hard. They started well. They were horrible last... Well, actually, no, they weren't horrible in the first half. That was a pretty tight match, but then they got blown away. Uh, whereas Titans lost a tight one against Para and then skipped away to a decent lead against Warriors. Just held on. Oh, boy. Whiten does seem to play better at home. Um, try and continue to build on that combination with Brad Schneider and with Kotrick and Rapana coming back in. That's their full strength. Back line they've got available right now, you'd say, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Canberra's going to have just too much, but I can see Titans winning this one. Um, yeah, I'll go I'll go Raiders. I'm looking forward to Fafita versus Hudson Young, and I'm looking forward to um, watching Brimson again. I just love watching that kid play. Two, run, two five eights are the pure runners of the ball. All right, this weekend's game. Local Derby. Derby. Same thing. No, it's not. Cowboys, Broncos. This is actually my value bet. Broncos going $1.50. For some reason, the Cowboys are going at $2.60. What? I don't know why. Putting $10 oh, on wow. that. Oh, wow. Putting $10 on that. I do not get this at all. Um, yeah. Like, I don't get it. I, I are you, you going to put anything else in that or just go with it? Oh, I reckon that's the most value bet you're going to find all weekend. It's that straight up. Um, Broncos, there's no real changes to their squad um, at all, to their starting 13 at least. 
And then for North Queensland, nothing is real. Oh, Gilbert gets the 11 jersey over Mitch Dunn. That's the same. Dunn was out last week. No, Dunn tore his ACL last week. Yeah, no, but Gilbert already had the 11. Someone else has come in. Oh, right. Okay. Either way. Yeah. Um, either way, I'd love to see Drinkwater come on instead of Granville in the 14 jersey. I reckon that's a fantastic way of doing it. But um, tell you what, though, the battle in the middle with Tumble all over versus Haas is going to be epic. But yeah, $10 on the Cowboys to win this. I don't think Broncos are that flash, even though they barely got past the Bulldogs last weekend. Um, and Cowboys, I think they're playing better. And they shit all over in the trials too. So yeah, Cowboys on this one comfortably. Who are you going? How much do you reckon Cole Felt's paying to score a try? Oh, you want me to look it up? No, I'm just saying if you can give us a figure oh, off the top of your head. At least five dollars fifty. Oh jeez, Cole Felt. Yeah, what $2. is it? Two dollars fifty. Yeah, right. That's still to me, that's still massively high. Um, yeah. Now I'm gonna go Cowboys to win into Felt to pick up a meat pie. So, as far as oh, I'm concerned... Oh, no. No, no, no. I'm changing that. Which means I'm going to um, lose now. But I'm going Tom Dearden to score a try against the Broncos. <laughs> no, you're definitely going to lose that. He doesn't score tries. Um, so, last, week, last weekend... Oh, we, $9.50. Last weekend, we had Newcastle versus Tigers and Bulldogs versus Broncos. This weekend, we have Bulldogs, uh, Bulldogs versus Manly... Next game, and Broncos versus Cowboys. I honestly don't. There's, they're they're really putting up some shit on a Sunday afternoon these days. It's not it's not flat, is it? Hey, Broncos Cowboys will be good. Nah, he won't be. Um, Cowboys. Next game, nice. Manly dollar twenty five, Bulldogs four dollars. So, you guys got any changes? Um, hopefully. Nope. You still got the back line. You love. Uh, Walker, Lawson, Davey, and Paseca are on the bench. That's the same. Oh, Kepi's not playing. Oh, Kepi's yeah, eight. He's starting. Oof. Oof, that's even worse. It's so um, bad. And then oh, for the Look Bronco, at the reserves, eh? Put Kula, put Tua Pilotu in the centres. You've got a way better side. Put Sipley in for Kepi. Done. Uh, last week, he had Corey Waddell actually start on the second row with Pangai Jr. go up front with Luke Thompson on the bench. This what this is what annoys me about Trent Barrett is Pango Jr. They they trained all year all pro off season with Pango Jr. in the edge, and just because he was playing his old team, he's like I want to get in the middle and cause some issues. Rap 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 rap. And that's I don't why think he'd have any say in it. <laughs> I I really hope he didn't, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did because it doesn't sound like yeah I'm not a fan. Um, I wouldn't so be surprised far, if Trent Barrett is like goes on to seek and just says, does anyone know how to coach? Yeah. Um, I need help. So far, the only thing Burton's done in the halves, he's got a pretty good bomb. Like, probably the best bomb in the NRL. But other than that, haven't really seen too much of Burton. Um, I've realized Burton are probably going up against the most experienced halves pairing in the comp with Foran and Cherry. Yeah, there's no question. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that's a bit of an overmatch right there. You know, I wish Jackson... they put Stav and Adokar against each other, just so. <laughs> um, oh, and Ockenbore still gets a run well. Never, he, he must have something on Barrett to keep getting them running because they Aaron Shoop 
is a much better player. And he's not even that good. Yeah, and he... Oh, I don't understand. And, like, someone explained to me why Ball still gets... He's the slowest swinger in the comp. Um, I reckon Manu Vladovai right now in prison would outrun him. And... Not the authorities. <laughs> oh, fuck that. I, I, I was... I was bordering on it. You just took that way too far. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't get it. But, you know, here we are. So, yeah, mm. I'm going manly on this one. I'm sure. I'm assuming you're going manly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this could be the one game all year where Braden Burns and Brent Naden is the better centre pairing. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to a big game from Olaka. Olakatu for Manly. He's been solid, um, but he's not to his barnstorming best as he was last year. And I really want Bullimore to step up because he's going to be outsized against either Herodington or Pangai Jr. Um, or even Sufa Mungai or Waddell when they come on. He's not the biggest pro, uh, biggest forward, but he he could he'll beat all of them with his footwork. So I really want to see him utilise that. Uh, I hope Dylan Walker's playing. If he's not, I'm worried about who's going to come onto the bench. Yeah, I got to have Manly in that one. So I think we yeah. stayed the same, didn't we? Who do you go, Brisbane or Cowboys? Oh, I went Cowboys. That's my bet. No, the only difference is Pembroke, Newcastle. Okay, sweet. Another full round for me. All right. We are going to hope... Fingers crossed that this recording and everything works. Otherwise, we've done all this for no reason. And if our sound quality is poor compared to usual, please let us know. Other than Otherwise, uh, good luck. Remember to get your tips in on time, footytips.com.au. Search Six Again Podcast Footy Tipping, sponsored by Hop Nation. Get on that. Grab some Hop Nation for the weekend. And we'll be back at you guys Tuesday morning. Yeah, we'll record Monday night. Alrighty. Just so everyone does know, if Newcastle win this weekend, everyone's copping it. Yeah, same with Manly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so everyone does know. All right, see you later. There it is. Thank you for tuning in to Six Again. Connect with the show on Twitter, Instagram, and the Six Again website. All links via the show's bio.